Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning into Greater Quest Fellowship Ministries. Please listen in as Pastor Randolph T. Morton Jr. brings forth the word. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Pastor Randy from Greater Quest Fellowship Ministries, and I thank you for tuning in. I'm going to be coming out of the book of Revelation to you, and I'm going to start in chapter 1 and verse 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierce him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so. Amen. And I want to end right here with verse 8 and he says I am Alpha and Omega the beginning and the ending said the Lord which is and which was and which is to come the Almighty Amen what a way to open up and here our verse today that I'm going to focus on is going to be in chapter 21 of the book of Revelation. And it's going to be verse 4. Again, Revelation 21, verse 4. And it says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away God is going to make something out of us whether we like it or not the title for today is the tough times Heavenly Father thank you for your word thank you for all that you have done in our lives Lord we come to you right now giving you all praise glory and thanks You woke us up this morning in our right minds. You ordered our steps. Lord, you are with us. And we have faith in you because we know that you loved us. You continue to love us. You continue to protect us. And we love you from the bottom of our hearts. So, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Amen. And again, I thank you for joining me this morning. But God is going to make something out of us, whether you like it or not. And I think when we look around, we're having some tough times all around us. We're looking and facing a virus that is making people sick and killing people all over the world. And I truly believe, as I was talking to a cousin pastor of mine, 
who I sat under and we have these discussions sometimes about the things that's going on that God, as he told me, is sending a warning. And I agree with that 100%. God is sending us a warning and letting us know what can be because we have not seen his wrath just yet. I do not think God is pleased with everything that is going on all around this world. Just like he was looking at Sodom and Gomorrah, which he, he destroyed because all of the sin that was going on. I think God is giving us a wake up call and we have to pay attention. And the way we're going to pay attention is God is showing us something. Amen. So, looking at this, God tells us to fix our eyes on him. And eventually, you're going to see what God is trying to do in our lives. We, we don't see it right away, but we're going to see what God is trying to do in our lives. And, 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 and you're going to be so focused on him that you will not be focused on anything else but him. So in our suffering, there is an intimate relationship that we share with the Lord that goes, but it grows stronger and stronger on the inside than anything else in your life. And oftentimes we, 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 we think we're, we're just being cursed. Uh, it's a generational curse, you know, and, and, you know, people put that in your head, but that is far from the truth. It, it basically is sometimes uh, a hard, uh, or sometimes a hard times that we go through. It it, it kind of show us how blessed we are in this world, because a lot of things we take for granted. You understand, and, and, and we don't look at what we need to look at. You know. We think with the fancy cars, the fancy house, you know, God has blessed us. But no, God has blessed you when he woke you up this morning. God has blessed you when he allowed you to have family and those that love you and, and, and friends and a job and being able to make money, you know, uh, being able to walk out your house without, you know, going into a war zone. You know, God has blessed us in so many ways that, that we ignore those things. And, 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 and you get to experience God unlike uh, other believers around you when you when when you have such faith in God so so many people are, are just basically uh seeking the presence of the Lord uh to to no avail but you have the opportunity to drop to your knees and 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 enter into his presence whether it be for a few seconds a couple minutes or either a long time you have the opportunity to go down to your knees and just say thank you, you know, and, and God doesn't ask a whole lot from us. He just wants us to be appreciative. He just wants us to love him. He just wants us to know that everything that we have, it doesn't come from us. It comes from him. And, and, and when everything is going well in our lives uh, and, and our, our heart tends to just take on so many things, we, we, we have golfing, we have to do, we we, we have all these activities we like doing or we got to go to some party. We got to do something. But uh, when we got everything is going well in our lives, we just tend to forget God. We, we, 
we go out there and we we don't think about God and, and until something tragic happens. But see, when you're going through all these trials and, and, and uh, you're more inclined to seek the Lord with, with all your heart, you know, and that's when a lot of people start thinking about God more is when tragic things start happening. But the thing that we have to realize and we have to understand and we got to love God for this, that tough times, it don't last. But you know what lasts? Tough people. That's what lasts. You see, if, if, if you weren't tough, you know, uh, with the Lord, you have that tendency to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to end my life today. I, I, I can't take this anymore. But if you endure the tough times, you will last. You know, and we go through tough times not because we, we sin. We, we were born into sin. But when we go through all these hard times, we can really just get discouraged. Uh, and, and we all get discouraged and we and we start to think um, it's because I messed up. I, well, I did this or well, I did that. No, you know, Satan loves to uh, put in your mind these negative thoughts, you know. And, and you got to remember when Job was going through uh, all these severe trials, his friends accused him of sinning against the Lord. And Job didn't do anything but live and love God and trust God, you know, he didn't do anything. It was the adversary who had to come to God and ask permission to mess with him, basically. And, and God gave him permission to do so. So you can't do anything without God's permission. But God gave him permission because God was showing the devil his power. Because the devil, the devil thinks that, well, if we take everything away from him, then he's going to turn on you. But that wasn't so. We must always remember in Psalms 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous. God was angry at Job's friends because they were speaking things on behalf of the Lord that weren't true at all. Hard times are inevitable, but instead of thinking it's because I sin, do what Job did during his storm. In Job 1, verse 20, he fell to the ground and he worshiped. And that's what we got to do in this time that we're facing right now, is that we got to fall to the ground and worship God. Because this virus and, and, and all the things in the world can hit us at any time. We don't know when our day will be. It could be the next moment. It could be tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. We don't know. I experienced the opportunity for where I work at to visit someone who had lost their loved one. And they had no idea that their next day will be tragic because the actions of their loved one. They've been together over 30 years. Life is going well. But at an instant, the next day, it turned tragic. The person had no idea. The family had no idea that that next day, they would be facing that. We don't know. 
So in Job 1, verses 20 through 22, it says, Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. He said, Naked I came from my mother, uh, my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. But what he did was worship God because he trusted God. You understand? So we have to be careful because sometimes the hard times can lead us into discouragement and it can uh, and then when that happens, when discouragement happens, we start to uh, lose the battle. You know, the battle has already been won. But when, when we get discouraged, we kind of go into a slump. We go into a hole. It's hard to crawl out of that hole. And that's what the adversary won. Discouragement can lead not only you to sin, but a whole lot of more people to sin. More worldliness. And eventually, it can lead to a lot of backsliding, some of the things that you walked away from that you'll return to. Alcoholism, drugs, you know, all kinds of things. You have to trust God with everything. With everything. And until you submit it to God, you can't resist, resist the temptation. Because the enemy is right there waiting. He won't flee you neither. If you don't submit to God. I'm pausing because I want you to that, that I want that to marinate. I want you to understand because a lot of times we think we have things under control. And, and we'll try to hide it sometimes. Just like alcoholism. Everything is going on in your life, but every, everything is everybody else's fault, not yours. But at the time, you'll sit here and think that you got everybody fooled, but everybody can see straight through it. You can't beat. You cannot, you cannot beat the enemy. The only way you can is to rely on God. And you have to let that marinate. You have to understand that. You have to seek a lonely place to be still and you have to meditate and worship the Lord in 1st Peter 5 7-8 through 8, it says casting all your care on him because he cares about you and you and, and, and this is what I like right here in this part of the verse it says be serious with an exclamation point behind it and it says be alert with an exclamation point behind it your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Anyone. But the first part of that, it says what? Casting all your care on him. Who is him? Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And in James 4, 7, it says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So if you want to know how to beat the devil, you have to resist him by submitting yourself to God. That's all God wants you to do. So 
we have to understand that the hard times it prepare us. Not only do trials, you know, change you and, and, and make you stronger, they prepare you to do God's will. And they prepare you for future blessings. Yes, we're going through a storm. But it takes it, 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 it what it does, it keeps us in the home. It allows us to have time to ourselves. And it allows us to have time with God. And how many of you have actually sat down and spent more time with God? I don't know about you, but I've talked to my, uh, within my circle of uh, uh, men that I talked to. It seemed like now that we have more time at home and, and, and we're not running around, we have more time to focus on God. So you'd be surprised at all the ministries that birthed out of that, you know, and and. and some of the ministries we 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 are we're not doing as much as we used to, and we going back to doing some of those ministries because we were so busy doing this and that and this. And now God said, "No, no, no! I'm gonna slow you down." And He He slowed us down. And, and when we start having more time with God, and we start focusing on God. Now we're we're not only going back to making those ministries stronger, but we're going back and and we we we're we're, re, we're uh, birthing new ministries. Which I'm excited about. And, and see, this is how God prepares us. You understand? This is how he changes us. This is how he makes us stronger. Because the blessing is coming to us as well as to other people. You understand? And I feel like God is, is reminding me that uh, he is to prepare for us. Uh, for the things uh, he has planned for us. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? So what he has planned for us. You know, he's, he, he's putting it all together. You understand? So God has to prepare you for trials that might happen years from now. He has to prepare you for someone uh, down the line who, who, who is desperately needing you uh, or need your help with something. He's preparing you for that very thing that uh, you have been praying for you've been praying for for a long time and you haven't seen and you, you think God is not listening to you. he's listening to you but he's he's preparing you right now and you have to go through some things you know it, it's like when you uh, buy something for a child they don't understand the value of it they may play with a toy or something that you buy them for just a little moment and then all of a sudden they don't play with it no more and it costs you a lot of money and and, and you have to uh, work hard and extra overtime to get whatever it is they wanted, but then they just push it to the side. They don't, they don't understand the value of it. But when they work for something and they don't have, you know, you'll see more people that didn't have and then they finally get it. They have a more of appreciation of it because they had to work hard for it. You understand? But often at the end of the trial, it's a blessing. But see, we got to press on to receive it. God has to change you. He's working on you. And he has to prepare you before you are able to walk in your blessing. If he doesn't prepare you, then you won't be equipped. You will fail. And then you'll abandon God because you think God's not listening to you or, 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 or there is no God. You start giving up because you're not Receiving what you want at that time. Everything is in God's time, not ours. You'll, you'll begin to be prideful when you do 
you know, you get do get things you and, and you don't think God is involved, you you get profit. You think it's yours. You think you're a you you're the one that's doing it. Oh, God gave you the ability to do it. You won't truly cherish what he has done and more until you really start relying and submitting to God. God is doing a mighty work in your life. And it takes time. It takes time. It's just like a diamond. In order to make a diamond, it's buried. It's pressed upon. But when it's done, it is a blessing. So here, hard times don't last. The pain you're feeling, it will end. The things that we're going through, it will end. The one thing about Mary, Jesus' mom, she knew Jesus was going to die. And that's a hard thing for a mother. That's a hard thing for a parent to see that child die. I can't imagine the suffering and the pain that she was going through. I can't imagine that inside feeling of seeing her child being treated the way he was being treated and dying. And, 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 and the pain, you know, sometimes, you know, the cry just not enough to understand what she was actually going through. She was going a rough time but here you gotta you know think for a minute and realize that her pain didn't last jesus died but he later resurrected amen he later resurrected it says in psalms 30 verse 5 it says joy comes in the morning <laughs> amen your grief will turn to joy you know, though a woman goes through, you know, pain, amen, through through, through uh, having a baby, but the results is great and it's a great amount of joy. So I'm encouraging everybody to be patient through this storm. In Psalm 30, verse 5, it says, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. And then as we look at Revelation 21.4, and I read it again, he will wipe away, I'm sorry, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the older uh, for the old order of things has passed away. And I'm here to tell you, God is going to take us through and out of the storm. We just have to trust in him. Amen. We have to trust in him. So we're going to have tough times, but when we trust in God, God is going to make something out of us and change us. And we're going to be right there to receive the blessing. Glory to his name. I thank Jesus Christ for dying on that cross to save us from our sins. Because the only way we're able to stand in front of God is to be covered by the blood. That is the word this morning. And I hope it blessed you as much as it blessed me. God bless you. And I hope to hear and see you next Sunday. God bless you all.
Thank you for tuning in to Greater Quest Fellowship Ministries. If you would like to attend our service, Sunday worship starts at 10 o'clock a.m. every Sunday. We are located at 25 East Chestnut Hill Lane, Righteousstown, Maryland, 21136. And remember, Jesus loves you.